Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the Facts News Podcast. No opinions, no bias, no agenda. As your host, TJ, I have the great pleasure to bring you the political facts of the week. As a reminder to old listeners, as well as to inform new listeners, this podcast is devoted to providing only facts so each listener can make up their own mind regarding their opinions and beliefs. Don't forget to subscribe so you can listen each week. As appears to be the case in recent weeks, this week's news was mostly centered around COVID-19 and the election. We will begin by discussing COVID-19. In the state of Oregon, there has been a lockdown announced by Governor Kate Brown, uh, which took effect Wednesday, November 18th, and will last until at least December 2nd. The regulations the governor put in place include limiting restaurants and bars to takeout service, closing gyms and other indoor recreational facilities, museums, indoor entertainment like theaters as well, closing outdoor recreational facilities such as gardens, zoos, and other entertainment venues. They also are requiring all businesses to mandate employees work from home when possible and close offices to the public. The governor is limiting grocery and retail stores to 75% capacity and encouraging curbside pickup service. Also, prohibiting visits at nursing homes and other long-term care facilities. The order also limits social get-togethers, whether indoor or outdoors, to no more than six people from two households. And yes, this includes Thanksgiving gatherings, considering Thanksgiving falls within the lockdown dates. Finally, limiting worship services to 25 people when indoors and 50 people when outdoors. The governor promised to take a hard line with individuals who ignore restrictions on social gatherings and is working with local law enforcement on possibly ticketing or going so far as arresting people for breaking the rules. Currently, Oregon has 62,175 cases with 812 total deaths. Michigan also announced a lockdown. This lockdown began Wednesday and includes the following. Movie theaters and casinos are required to shut down. Colleges and high schools must shift to online learning. Elementary and middle schools are allowed to remain open. Only one other household may be at residence house at a time. Group exercise classes will be banned, but swimming pools will remain open for individuals at 25% capacity for exercise only. Meeting outside as a group of up to 25, dining outdoors, and visiting parks is still allowed. The lockdown, which took effect the 18th of November, lasts for three weeks. Michigan has had 295,177 coronavirus cases and 8,377 deaths. Jay Inslee, the governor of Washington, announced a four-week partial lockdown on Sunday, which took effect Tuesday the 17th of November and will last for four weeks. This lockdown includes gyms being closed across the state, except for outdoor fitness classes, which still face restrictions. Stores will remain open, but at 25% capacity. Outdoor social gatherings are limited to six people from different households, and indoor gatherings with people from different households are only allowed if they have quarantined for 14 days or received a negative COVID test in the last 48 hours. Dine-in services are also no longer allowed in restaurants unless diners are outside and limited to five people. 
Washington has 139,543 confirmed coronavirus cases and 2,619 deaths as of 11-20-2020. The Kansas governor, Laura Kelly, has issued a new mask mandate that will go into effect the day before Thanksgiving. This mandate will require face coverings to be worn inside public spaces, healthcare facilities, in line for public transportation, and outdoors where social distancing is not possible. Those under the age of five, those who have medical conditions, and people who are drinking and eating while at the restaurant are exempt. As of 11-20-2020, Kansas has had 134,533 cases of coronavirus from 105 counties and 1,410 deaths. Now we're going to go ahead and proceed on to election news. Pennsylvania has thrown out one of the Trump campaign's election complaints. The Trump campaign was arguing that Republican observers were kept so far back behind a waist-high fence and they couldn't see any of the details on ballot envelopes or reach any conclusions about whether vote counting procedures were correctly followed. An appeals court originally ruled that the observers were not given enough access and ordered the county to move the fence closer to the counting tables. The state Supreme Court reversed the ruling by a vote of 5-2, arguing the law requires observers to simply just be in the room. Georgia has recently been finding uncounted ballots when they were recounting. Four Georgia counties found uncounted ballots during the recount in Georgia, which was expected to be completed and was certified on Friday. 293 uncounted votes were found in Douglas County. 2,785 votes were found on a memory card in Fayette County. 2,600 ballots were found in Floyd County. And 284 votes were found on a memory card in Walton County. These votes favored Trump and lowered Joe Biden's lead in the state. In other news, Sidney Powell and Rudy Giuliani gave a speech on behalf of the Trump campaign alleging voter fraud and announcing additional lawsuits and reporting that the vote in several states will be overturned. They allege that ballots were brought in at times in many large cities such as Atlanta when they were shut down. These ballots, they say, had perfect circles. They also claim the Dominion voting systems had an algorithm that would switch votes from Trump to Biden and was used in Venezuela. It is unclear if this information has or officially will be taken into account as evidence in the courts. In Wayne County, Michigan, we have had some things occur as well. Two out of the four Wayne County officials initially refused to certify the results of the county. They cited being concerned with discrepancies in vote counting. These officials later certified the results after heavy criticism from citizens. The individuals later came out signing affidavits stating they wanted to rescind their votes, reporting they were being harassed and threatened to change their votes. In other news, on Saturday of last week, thousands attended a march in Washington, D.C. in protest to what they assert is rampant election fraud in the 2020 election. Anti-protesters showed up at the protest and punches were exchanged. Since the rally, GOP lawmakers have called for a probe into the violence that occurred at the march. ICE has also announced Operation Broken Promise. The U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement, ICE, announced on Thursday that there is an ongoing national enforcement effort to remove illegal aliens who stated they were going to voluntarily leave the country but never did. Over 150 individuals who have failed to depart have been removed since November 2nd. 86% of these individuals had criminal convictions or pending charges. 
In foreign news, Britain announced on Thursday that it would be increasing its military spending by 16.5 billion pounds or $22 billion over the next four years. The current defense budget is just under 42 billion pounds a year. At around 7.30 Eastern Standard Time last week on Sunday, four astronauts aboard the Falcon 9 rocket launched from Kennedy Space Center. They docked with the space station successfully on Monday night and are planned to be there for six months. The director of commercial space flight development at NASA stated that this is the first time in history that there is a commercial capability from a private sector entity to safely and reliably transport people to space. And in final news, the Trump campaign speaks on lowering uh, drug costs. The Trump administration has finalized a regulation that encourages lower list prices and reduced out-of-pocket spending on prescription drugs. This regulation excludes rebates on prescription drugs paid by manufacturers to pharmacy benefit managers. The rule also creates a new safe harbor protecting discounts reflected in the price of the drug at the pharmacy counter. Well, that concludes this week's podcast. I would like to inform everyone that a Thanksgiving special episode will likely occur midweek next week, in addition to the weekly podcast. This episode will be centered around the facts of a specific political issue and will likely be even shorter than the weekly episodes. In addition, before I close here, the email I gave you last week happened to get hacked shortly after the publishing of the podcast, and therefore I've created a new email with additional security measures to prevent it from occurring again. If you have any questions or comments, you can email me at realfactsnews at outlook.com. Again, that's realfactsnews at outlook.com. Thank you again for listening and have a fantastic week.